And I remember crying, crying my eyes out on the day of the interview. And I, and at this point too, I had severe back pains and I was like laying on my concrete floor in my fabulous loft that I couldn't afford in downtown LA and crying my eyes out saying like, you know, God, this can't be my life. Like this, like, you know, I've done everything right. It's like, that's the, that's the worst place to be in. It's like, you're going to have to, you're in a process of getting a job that you don't want, but you absolutely need. And I was crying. I said, God, this can't be my life. And a voice spoke back to me and said, because it's not. Hey there, I'm Laura Banky, an expectation busting coach, speaker, writer, and storyteller. And I have a question for you. Are you ready to get real? Are you ready for real conversations with real women about real lives that defy traditional norms? Well, then you're in the right place. I spent 16 years in television as a sports anchor and reporter. That was 16 years of trying to look and be perfect. 16 years of hiding what my life was really like, the ups and downs, the unmet expectations, the things I thought I should be doing by a certain age. But I discovered that when we give ourselves permission to tell our stories, we help other women to do the same. We shine a spotlight on each other. So this is where we share our truths. This is where women from all different perspectives, paths, and backgrounds gather to redefine what it means to be a happy and successful woman right now. There's the life you thought you would have, and then there's your life actually. This is where we celebrate the actually. This is the Life Actually Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life Actually podcast. You are listening to episode number 43, and I'm your host, Laura Banky. So happy, as always, that you are here with us for another real and honest conversation. Also, happy holidays. I cannot believe we are already here, but it is officially holiday season. This can be an exciting and very fun time of year, but it's also a difficult one. And if you are struggling, please know that you are not alone. These podcast conversations are designed to help even in a small way because there is no, and I have to say it over and over again, absolutely no one way that you are supposed to be living your life. You are not behind, you are not failing, and you certainly do not need to be fixed. These conversations and this community is here to help remind you of that. And I know it is easier said than done sometimes. It's also okay to have days that are harder than others. It is okay to struggle. Just remember to show yourself some grace. Be gentle. Be understanding with yourself. We are all doing the best that we can, given the situations that we are facing. As for the podcast... This is our final episode of 2021. I officially begin my maternity leave on December 1st, so we're going to be taking a break for a couple of months. The plan is to come back with regular episodes starting in February of 2022. So in the meantime, though, don't worry. We have these 43 episodes for you to catch up on, to listen to again and again, whatever you may need over these next few months. As for episode number 43, well, Jamila Lang feels called to tell her story. But you know what? She didn't always feel this way. Like so many of us, she has struggled. And also like so many of us, she worried that those struggles 
would make her seem like a failure, even though she's now on the other side. It's this idea that we can't show any weakness for fear of other people's judgments. And I know that that has affected me many times. But one of the beautiful things about Jamila's story is her struggle, because it led her to where she is today. As a professional organizer and interior stylist, she takes a holistic approach to helping people simplify and design a home they absolutely love, while in the process, she's also helping them organize and gain clarity on their lives and purposes as well. But this is not where her story begins. No, from leaving a difficult childhood to graduating from college and jumping into the corporate world to then realizing she wanted something more for herself and her family. This is a story of her own spiritual awakening, one that helped her realize how to let go of the control that had been holding her back and that, you know what? Manifestation isn't for everyone. That may be a controversial take, but yes, we are going to go there. Her clients often tell Jamila that she helps them see through the fog, which really sums up her own experience as well. But don't take my word for it. This is Jamila's story. Hello, Jamila, and welcome to the Life Actually podcast. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while now. I'm so happy to have you here. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So happy we get to finally do this. Yes. Oh, definitely. Well, you and I had a chance to connect just to talk and, and meet each other and, and for me to get to know you and you to get to know me a little bit better a while back. And one of the things that really struck me about the thing that you, some of the things that you said was when it comes to your story, when it comes to the things that you have been through, you for a while were so hesitant to want to really speak the truth of what you've gone through. And I, like we have this kind of idea of it. It shows weakness if we've struggled or, or certain things like that. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of it was just, I was just embarrassed, you know, of what I was going through and um, just trying to, you know, keep up this facade that everything was well when really it was like I was spiraling downward. But, um, you know, I guess just being on the other side now, you know, has shown me a different perspective and just sharing my truths and sharing my story is what has connected me with to so many people, you know, yeah. um, and to my clients where I say, you know, I was where you were, you know, five years ago, same spot, you know? So I think just understanding, you know, the, the trials that I went through, you know, has allowed me to better serve my customers because I relate to them so much more. Definitely. There's so much more connection that comes when we, when we actually talk about the things that we've been through and we actually talk about the struggles instead of this idea of, I figured it out, I'm perfect, and now I'm going to tell you how to do it too without ever like relating to the fact that we all go through something. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's, that is what connects us the most when people say, oh, thanks for sharing that. You know, I, I went through another situation. I'm going through a situation, you know what I mean? But you've inspired me, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to keep going. You know what I mean? You're helping yeah. me see through the fog. I remember one of my Definitely. clients said that you've been helping me see through the fog. And I thought that was so beautiful because at one point I had a journal entry saying that everything is foggy. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, a connection there. And although those were hard moments, like very, very difficult moments um, that I that I went through, 
you know, there is some understanding there too. And that's, and that's a, a beautiful place to be in when you can kind of understand, you know, like, okay, God, you had to break me all the way down. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. <laughs> no more. You ain't got to teach me that lesson no more. Like we, we got it, God. <laughs> but just uh, you had to break me down all the way down to ensure that I was on the right path, the, the path that was aligned with my life. I would, the path that I was trying to go down was a path that wasn't meant for my life. Yeah. So therefore, things were always difficult. Things were always a strain. There was a struggle. There was a sacrifice, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I, I'm just here to say, hey, there's another way. Yeah. There is another way. Yeah. Well, that's a, this is a great way to start this conversation because I usually ask something along the lines of, did you have an original plan? Was there this idea when you were about to become an adult, when you were just becoming an adult, all of those early 20s, like, did you have this idea of the way your life was going to go? And what what was that plan? Uh, yeah, I'm a planner. I'm like a <laughs> Virgo type A, like I'm the person, I'm the you know, I used to do like these crazy to-do lists, like elaborate to-do lists with different colors and highlighters. Yeah, I had a plan. <laughs> um, I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in a very tumultuous childhood. Um, a lot of drug abuse in my family, um, physical abuse. Um, I was raised by my grandmother and nine of my other cousins. You know what I mean? And, wow. you know, this is like back in you know, the eighties where the crack epidemic, you know, especially in a lot of black homes was pretty, um, pretty prevalent. And, you know, my, my family, you know, and unfortunately was not immune to that. And, you know, as children, we've seen a lot, probably a lot more than, um, we should have, you know, we were exposed to a lot more, you know, a safety was always an issue. You know, school is where I felt safe. So I did really well in school, not because necessarily mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the smartest kid. It's just that it was safe. So I was always volunteering. I was always in some extra school, extracurricular activity. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just anything to go home as late as possible. You know what I mean? Um, it was a time where like, you know, food, we didn't have food to eat. So I would like just kind of, you know discreetly stay at my friend's house until like five thirty and six. And they're like, Oh, do you want dinner? Oh, sure. You know, just that kind of thing. So like at a young age, I kind of was already like learning how to manipulate things. You know what I mean? One on one end to not let the school know our authorities know what was really going at going on at home. So I have to kind of like, Oh, everything is fine. And you know, all this yeah. stuff and high bruises and things like that. And then on the other side, to be strategically be with certain friends who had things that I didn't have. You know what I mean? Um, and on the one end, it was great because it allowed me to be exposed to different experiences that I wouldn't have had before. You know, I had a lot of great teachers who took me to museums and things. So I did things that was outside my community, you know, which a lot of my cousins, you know, didn't really have access to. You know, Mm -hmm. so school was like my little safe haven, but, you know, it was always like, you know, go, you know, go to school, do well. It wasn't until my friends, my, one of my friends, um, 
you know, I'm black. My friend Heather, she's white. There was like a little rich white family, but it was one of my best friends in sixth grade. Her brother was going to go on a college campus tour to Stanford and they were going to drive, you know, up north. And then um, my my friend's mom was like, oh, do you want to come just to kind of keep Heather busy, you know, just as a friend? And I'm like, oh, sure. I'd never been. You know, we went up to Stanford and that's when I first discovered that oh, you go to college and then you live here. You stay in the dorms. And that just blew my mind. I had no idea. I had no concept of college, but I knew I was like, oh, I can go to college and I don't have to live in my house. Because before it was just like, oh, I have to get a job, find an apartment. That was kind of what I thought how I, I could escape. I never knew that you lived at college. You know, okay, yeah. nobody in my family went to college. So it wasn't something I was exposed to or, you know. Yeah, how would you and, know? And that stayed with me. Just, just get to college, <laughs> like, because then you can stay and live there. You know, of course, I didn't know all the details, like it cost money and stuff, but it didn't yeah. matter. It was just like, so that kind of cumulated laser focus. I did well in school. Ended up going to college. Stayed in the dorms. Like, yay. <laughs> I'm out. But there was always a lot of hustle and strain with with me growing up and just being, you know, black and like just being in the dorms. I had to pay my own way through school and I have like, you know, I had to work two jobs and, you know, I have friends who are like, what, do you have to go to work? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like their parents just pay for everything. You know, I didn't have that experience. You know, it was like me sending money to my mom at 19 years old. But even with that, I was still had a plan. I still was like, I'm going to go to school, you know, do all the things. Um, I met my husband in college. I got married young at 23, you know, so pretty quickly after college. Um, and I and I think, and my husband is amazing. We're still married um, to this day. But I, I think, too, a lot of that was like seeking security and safety as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did all the things. So it's like, yeah, you go to school. You marry the cute boy, you get the corporate job, you yeah. know, you buy the house, you have the cute baby. I mean, literally, this is the order. I'm not, I'm not, this is the exact order, okay? I'm telling you exactly <laughs> as it was, okay? And and it was great. Don't get me wrong. This is like one of those things where it's like on paper. I always say on paper because on paper, it was great, you know, we're like the Huxtables, okay, awesome. And... <laughs> But I still had a craving for so much more. I got to a point where in my career, like I felt like it was like sucking my soul. That's the only way I can describe it. It was like a lot of ethical issues with the company I was working for, them asking me to do certain things that weren't ethical. And I just felt very conflicted, you know? And I mean, I understand now, like it's just because my soul just thrives in situations of integrity. But yeah. at the time, I didn't know. I was just like, oh, it just doesn't feel good, you know? And I was kind of looking for other jobs and things like that. Um, fast forward to, you know, we, I ended up moving downtown LA. It was a dream of mine to, to live downtown LA for a long time. We had our little baby and it was, I was still working on my corporate job, but I had a business opportunity that I pursued. And I really, I really felt strongly in it. Like I felt strong about it, but it was just really me seeking something else, you know? So I remember telling my husband, I want to do this. To make a long story short, I ended up quitting my corporate job, ended up doing some consulting work and different things on the side to make some money, but it, it definitely wasn't as much money as I thought. 
that I I could be making. And I had invested a lot of our savings, really all of our savings, not a lot, all of it eventually. Yeah. Went into this business that I was trying to save and trying to pivot and do more things, which means, okay, we have to spend another 10,000 here. We need 4,000 for this, you know. Um, I just did a lot of things wrong, you know, and just really struggled and strained and hustled. Um, and it, it was, it was devastating. It's like, by this time I had a second son and my husband is working like 70 plus hours a week, you know, and I'm still trying to do this business thing that was failing feeling so miserable, like to the point where like we end up being like almost ninety thousand dollars in debt. Oh wow. I'm skipping over a lot of stuff, but the gist oh, we'll of it was it don't worry. Yeah, okay. I'm like <laughs> the gist of it all was that we were in deep financial strains. We had two kids, you know what I mean? It was getting to the point where I, I had to like kind of go get groceries and I had like fourteen dollars. And this is like groceries for the week. And when I say I have fourteen dollars, this is like fourteen dollars and change. Like this wow. is like, you know, like yeah. literally scraping up everything I can find, you know. Um uh, um, around the house. And I remember like saying, like, I'm going to do some ground turkey and then some tortilla chips and then tortillas. Like I'm planning, like we could have nachos and then uh-huh. tacos, you know what I mean? And then I remember being like, okay, we're going to put back the tomatoes. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what? Yeah. I'll get some, the tomatoes is too much, <laughs> you know, but all, I mean, just, just very stressful situations. My husband was completely stressed out. You know what I mean? Um, he still believed in me, but he's just like, we have to, we have to get some more money. And I, and I was applying by this point, I said, okay, I have to go back to work. I have to go back to the corporate world. And I have was applying to some jobs and there was like one job in particular, they were asking me back for my third and final interview. It was between me and one candidate. And that would be a pretty good sign. Somebody would be, somebody who is broke would be so excited. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, yay. No, I was miserable. I was like, oh, because because this was the truth. The truth was that the job that I was going for the third interview was my exact same title as my previous job that I left. Remember that I was miserable at. Yep. And it was the exact same pay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and I had left my job three years earlier. I mean, it wasn't even an upgrade. It was just there. And I remember crying, crying my eyes out on the day of the interview. And I, and at this point too, I had severe back pains and I was like laying on my concrete floor in my fabulous loft that I couldn't afford in downtown LA uh-huh. and crying my eyes out saying like, you know, God, this can't be my life. Like this, like, you know, I've, done everything right you know i'm a good person type deal you know that's what we say i'm a good person god why you know exactly and it's like that's the that's the worst place to be in it's like you're gonna have to you're in a process of getting a job that you don't want but you absolutely need like if they would have offered me this job there is no way i could have said no yep i could not have said no because i needed the money desperately and I was crying. I said, God, this can't be my life. And a voice spoke back to me and said, because it's not. Mm. And I remember kind of popping up. And mind you, I had an ice pack on my head, face by this time because my eyes uh-huh. were swollen. Like it's it's like, and it was so dramatic. It was so <laughs> dramatic. And I like 
because I had the interview, but I've been crying for hours and my eyes yeah. are swollen. So I had an ice pack on my eyes. I remember like kind of popping up like, hmm, who said that? And I know it sounds weird. And the only way I can describe it was that it was a voice of authority. It was like my voice, but an authoritative voice okay. where I kind of believed it. Yeah. And I just was like, hmm, like who, who said that? And I remember just kind of after that, driving to the interview and just being like, hmm, like, I don't know why I just started asking these questions. I don't know what I was doing. I didn't, you know, I mean, I later found out this was like the beginning of my spiritual awakening, but I was okay. just kind of like, okay, if this is not my life, who's, who is it? Whose life yeah. is this? Yeah. You know, how does, like, what, it, what does that mean? This is not my life. You know what I mean? Um, and that was kind of like the beginning of my spiritual awakening, but that, that little voice, it just struck me so hard. And I remember after the interview and I did the interview, fabulous interview, you know, yeah, Jamila's going to get the job interview type, you know, Mm -hmm. but I remember driving home. I said, okay, God, if, if, if you want me to take this job, you know what I mean? Then I will take it. You know what I mean? I would do it. But if you don't want me to have this job, don't don't have them offer it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, I, don't, it was almost don't make it like, my decision. Yeah. Don't make it. Because if they would have called me and said, hey, Jamila, do you want it? I would have to say yes. I didn't want yeah. to be in that position. So I was just more saying, you know, so the first time in a while I had some, a little bit of clarity, like, okay, like maybe I can see my way out of this. I didn't know how. It was just, uh-huh. you know. Um, and so I never got a call back from that job and I'm so thankful, even though at the time it was like, Oh my gosh, but no, but I was like, okay, God, they went with the other person. Okay, great. Now what? So, yeah, you know, anyway, so fast forward, not too far, but you know, I, I was still trying to do things for money. I was driving for Uber. I was doing Postmates. I was doing like some environmental consulting. I was doing like all the things, girl. Like I was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like hustling this shit just to make just to make money. We we're always overdraw on our account. And it was just, you know, we had went through completely through our savings, maxed out our credit cards. You know, it was just doing everything, you know, and unfortunately the reason the business didn't work out was because, you know, I had a business partner who kind of set me up to take on a lot of the financial expenses and left me with a lot of debts to pay to our vendors. And it was just, it was a whole mess. So I was in this financial mess, you know what I mean? But I I started doing my spiritual journey. But one of the things, once I started getting clear with the voice that was talking to me, that was responding to these questions that I was asking, you know, um, one of the things that God told me was to take care of home, you know, mm-hmm. take care of home, take care of home, take care of home. That's what, what kept popping up. And I'm like, take care of home. And at the time I, I looked at around at my house and it was just like a complete disaster. I mean, there was like, you know, I had a baby, but like he never slept in the crib because there was always clothes in the crib, like full uh-huh. up, filled to the max, you know, yeah, yeah. stuff was everywhere, shoes, kitchen. I mean, it was just so much stuff. And I live in a loft, so everything's like exposed, you know what I mean? And I was pretty like clean and neat, but it just like, it, it took me a while to kind of look at 
my home to say. And another thing I had, I had all these post-its on the wall, like Uh notes and quotations and affirmations (laughs) and just reminders. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what my brain looks like. You know, like (laughs) it was just like, I'm just looking at like just full of shit and just, you know, ideas and just not a lot of going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like my, my home is a reflective of, you know, what, um, what's been going on in my mind and my life, you know? And even then I wasn't really making that connection, but I just remember like looking in my closet to say, okay, what's going on with this closet is jam packed. And before my corporate job, I was Miss Fashionista, you know? Um, Yeah. Yep. And I love dressing up for work and I worked in a very corporate environment. So it was always like the, the, but I always try to put a spin on it, you know, like a light pink blazer, like, you know, I'm, you know, fancy. And, but when I looked in my closet, I was like, okay, so I'm telling God, I want to be this business owner. I want to, you know, have a successful business and work for myself. But my closet is saying, I'm ready to go back to corporate world. Yeah. My closet is saying, you know, I'm ready for a job interview at any time. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. My closet is conflicting with what with what I'm trying to call into my life. You know what I mean? And I just made the decision right then and there to get rid of all my business clothes. I even still had like clothes from three years ago that had my old company's logo on it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just in that clock, just in case I want to wear a polo somewhere, you know? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I just started just boxing stuff up, shoes, handbags, jewelry. I mean, like blazers, pencil skirts, anything with a button on it, button down, you know, I'm like, yep. you know, just boxing stuff up, boxing stuff up, you know, it ended up being like, I'm not even joking, like 90% of my stuff just gone. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I have all this stuff. I didn't want to drop it off to the Goodwill, but I kind of wanted to like give it to like a a good charity. And I was just doing some research and just for success popped up and it was like, oh, it's 0.8 miles from your house. So I remember like, oh, just for success. It was like a a charity, you know, for women who are in transition. Um, And um, they they were really close to my house. It was like 0.8 miles away. And I said, oh, this would be great, you know. So I called there. I was like, hey, I have some donations, you know. <laughs> would it be okay if I dropped them off? They're like, yeah, if you can come now, this would be great because we have our guys here sorting through some stuff. I said, okay, great. I'm on my way. I load up my car. It's jam-packed from front to back, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I pull up, you know, and I'm like, hey, I have the donation. She was probably thinking a couple of bags, you know. Oh, yeah. And she's like. <laughs> Oh, let me get the cart. She's like, you know, they're unloading the stuff. And she's like, what about the hangers? I'm like, oh, you keep the hangers. Take it all. Like, you know, she's like, oh, thank you. So we have like literally like four people helping me unload all this stuff. And then finally the director comes out and she just happened to be in that office that day. And she's like, what's going on? Like, what is this? I'm like, I'm just donating all my stuff, you know? And she's like, oh, great. This is awesome. So we ended up, you know, talking a little bit and, um, I told her, you know, well, yeah, I was working on my blog, Chic Work Chick, and it's kind of about, you know, the modern working woman. And she was like, oh, we have our big, um, we have our annual, it was like an annual conference. And it's like they give out awards and they have speakers and stuff. And, you know, for women um, 
who have either, you know, found jobs, found apartments, you know, and success stories, you know, for their organization, you know, she's like, would you mind coming to speak? Maybe you can tell, tell them like, you know, how to dress, you know, for an interview or how to dress on your first day, depending on what job it is. What does business casual look like? You know, and I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, it just lit me up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can totally do that. You know, I would love to. So she's like, yeah, we're going to email. We say, we exchange information. She sent me the email and I go to the event and um, I'm so excited, you know, and mind you at this event, I was so broke that I parked down the street, like literally like four blocks away because it was only ballet. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm, yeah. I ain't. I ain't even got $7 plus a tip. Like, mm I'm like four blocks away <laughs> like, down the street. Okay. So I get there, you know, and I'm, I'm signing in as a speaker and the lady goes, Oh, you're a speaker. Okay. She's like, here, sign here for your check. Right. I'm like, Oh, what check? You know, she's like, it's a check for your speaking fee as a presenter. I'm like, huh? Yeah, and it was $360. Right, what? She's like, yeah, sign right here. I sign right there. She hands me a check for $360. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, thank you. I'm so excited. Mind you, I was going to do this for free. I thought I was doing it for free, which I would have absolutely loved to do it for free. I mean, like, no problem. You know what I mean? Uh, But the fact that I got paid just made it like a bonus. The fact that I literally had no money, so I had to park four blocks away. You know what I mean? I couldn't even pay the valet, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Anyway, so I do the event. I'm so excited. And, you know, I'm telling my husband, I got $360, like, (laughs) screaming, like, you know? And he's like, yay, you know? I love it. Groceries. For something that that already lit you up. And then to actually already, for it too. I mean, like, it was like total a win-win, you know? Um, and again, that's kind of, wasn't making the connection about when you let go of the things that are no longer serving you, what is going to serve you replaces that. Yeah. But we have to make room for that. Yeah. So this was kind of like my first connection, you know what I mean? And I just slowly, eventually started decluttering my home, just really getting rid of a lot of things that, you know, that primarily I did for show. That was my main thing, especially with books. You know, I had a lot of, I had a very fabulous styled book collection, you know, but a lot of it was like books that I no longer believed in, you know, that really didn't resonate with me, especially authors that I'll read and like this book is like, doesn't resonate with me, but it's very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with a lot of women, you know, but I'm yeah. like, oh, so I can say, yeah, I read that. You know, I'm like, but no, I read it, it didn't resonate with me. So a lot of it was like a lot of decluttering, just really trying to set up my home for my lifestyle. I said, okay, I'm going to have an office. So I'm, I set up my office behind my couch and decluttered all the stuff in the office, got rid of a lot of paperwork that I was holding on to. It was over a process. So for me, it was around 18 months process of doing this. Okay. But as I did more and more, you know what I mean? Things started showing up opportunities in my life. So I was I I was doing this process and I was still unclear as far as what I wanted to do with my career. I had a blog that I was working on and I was getting some money from it, but it still wasn't lighting me up. You know, I still wasn't, you know, feeling like my soul was being fulfilled and by this time I had really started 
you know, going deep in my spiritual practice. I mean, you know, I, I, I dived into a book called A Course in Miracle, which is a spiritual textbook um, that's based on, you know, on, on miracles, but, you know, to be judgment free. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of concepts in the book that, you know, really changed my life and just really trying to be at a place of, you know, letting, you know, God kind of take the lead in my life. I wasn't Mm -hmm. there right then and there. This is like back in 2019. Um, but I, but I was still seeking these answers and they just weren't coming to me, you know, fully. And by this time, my husband and I, we had just moved into a new place in the suburbs, which was a lot more affordable, but made sense for our, our, our family. And I remember like walking on a treadmill. I was listening to Jack Canfield's book. This is not a plug for his book. This is just a funny story. Okay. I was listening to The Success Principles and this and this book is literally like, 20 hours long, okay. <laughs> but I was, I literally don't even remember one thing from this entire book, 500 pages. Here's the one thing I remember. It said, what lights you up? What, you know what I mean? What yeah. lights you up and when you're doing it? You totally get lost in time. What do your friends call you for? I'm like, yeah. and I just remember stopping on the treadmill and mind you, I don't even work out. So just that wasn't too hard. I was just like, okay, <laughs> let me stop. But taking a pause and being like, I love design and I love organizing. Like I literally said, like, yeah. And my spirit guides just went crazy. Like, yes, yes, yes. She's figured it out. She's figured it out. <laughs> and I said, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Really? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh my God, yeah, we've been trying to tell you this, <laughs> but you're going against the grain. Anyway, so thank you, Jack Canfield. I don't remember anything else about your book at all, but, <laughs> but that was I needed powerful. that. Right. I needed that one little thing. And I just was like, I was stunned because here's the thing. I've been already doing this for my friends and family for years. I had already done it to my home. I had kind of created my little methodology on my own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. confused because this is not hard. Yes. It's easy for me. I'm, what do you mean? Like, you know, yeah. how can well, I, how can this, somebody. Mm-hmm. There's this idea too, that something that you really enjoy doing that comes easily for you. Well, that can't be a, a career because I actually enjoy it and it's intuitive for me. Like that, that can be a difficult thing to wrap your mind around. Like, no wonder you didn't know up until that point, because it felt like this can't be a job. This is too easy for me or too, I enjoy it too much. I enjoy it too much. I'm enjoying myself. I don't understand. I did this. I literally was doing this for free. Yeah. You know, like two weeks prior, I, my, my friend was having a baby and I organized a part of her kitchen so she can get ready for the baby. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, <laughs> I'm just like doing this for free, just totally, you know, like you said, like, I'm just like, what I have, how can I, what does this even look like? You know, yeah. but I remember being so stunned <laughs> <laughs> that I was just like, huh. And I was like, okay, thank you. You know, but, but yeah, but once I, so what I did was I didn't do it right away. A couple months later, I had just, I sent out a text to 
my friends to say, hey, I might, and I thought it might be a blog. So I just said, hey, I'm going to start blogging about design and organization. Would you be interested? If so, send me your email address and I'll add you to my email list. The response I got back from all my friends, I probably texted around 50 people, were like, oh my gosh, yes, you need to do this. Finally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. your home is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, what? Like, you guys <laughs> knew this? didn't say anything no one told me you know no one told me you know but um you know again it was it was just kind of like the idea of of you know I'm so used to struggle a part of my existence was sacrifice and I think a lot of black women would relate to this like our existence has been closely tied to sacrifice we have just since you know since slavery taking care of the needs of everyone else You know, we've had to take care of the needs of other people's babies and homes and things like that, all while neglecting our own needs, you know, and subconsciously, we've still been doing that. We still have been living a life of sacrifice and struggle and strain, you know, and this was God showing me like, hey, there's another way, you know, you can live a life of ease and comfort and financial abundance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can live a life where sacrifice is meaningless. You know, I mean, like right now people say, oh, I, everything I do is for my kids. I'm like, no, everything I do is for me. Yeah. And my kids reap the benefit of me yes. <laughs> doing everything yeah. for me. Yes. You know, it's, it's no longer like, you know, I, I, I shared this post on Instagram, like even with going with my mother-in-law for her birthday. And I was in like the black section of the, um, of the, of the store and the, where the cards are, they have like a little mahogany black section and all the mother's day cards were like, I mean, happy birthday cards. Like mom, you sacrificed so much for me. And you know, you did this working late hours and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why is all of our cards, the black cards got to have the word sacrifice in it, in it, Mm. you know, and you struggled so much, you know, yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want my kids to say I struggled for anything. Yeah. You know, I don't want them. I want them to be like, mom, thank you for pursuing your dreams so I can pursue my dreams. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, serving humanity, <laughs> you know. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for so telling true. me to follow my passions. But, yeah, there's no cards out like out there like that. But, I mean, that has been tied to our existence because guess what? That's what I've seen my grandmother do. I've seen my mother do. My aunts do. All the women in my family have had this struggle strain to make it work. You know what I mean? And, and this is just God's introduction to me to say, hey, there's another way. Now, once I found out I should be doing this, I don't want to say that it was all roses. Like everything has been fabulous. So, you of know, course. simmer down. But right, it would be really nice if that's the way life went. It would be nice, right? You're like you found your purpose in life, and then everything changed, and it then the just sun works. came out. No, it almost got worse because you, okay. I found my passion, but then it wasn't. I couldn't execute it the yeah. way that I thought. Again, what was going on? I was still making plans. I thought that I was going. I was like, I'm going to be like an influencer. I remember I ha- I'm a planner. Yep, I'm going to yep. be an influencer and I'm going to have a blog about this, you know, and God's like, mm-mm, girl, mm-mm. <laughs> but again, I'm making plans. 
The one book that I do want to shout out is Tosha Silver's Outrageous Openness. Okay. I'm not sure if you've read it, but I have not. That book, I read that back in July, um, 2019, and that changed everything. Now, it's a couple of things I do want to mention because this is very important. Like, I used to be try to be a heavy manifester. So, back in the day, <laughs> I used to try to manifest everything. I was really into like um, Abraham Hicks and just, you know, vision boards and, mm-hmm. you know, saying life, it was doing all these affirmations. Again, like I said, I had all the affirmations. I would do like, oh my gosh, like, Crazy vision boards. I, I had a vision board party for my birthday once because I'm thinking, like, <laughs> we just got to manifest. We just have to manifest, put it out there, good vibes and good thoughts. And guess what? I never manifested a single thing. Like, never. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, why is it not working? Well, it's not working because you don't have positive thoughts. Oh, just have positive thoughts. No. <laughs> Tulsa Silver's book made me realize that manifestation is not for everybody. Yep. Like not everybody was on. There are some people who are super manifestors, like my best friend. Like she just like manifests hella shit, but that's not me. (laughs) I'm an older soul. You know, my soul, my soul has already done that millions of times in other previous lifetimes. So I'm just like, my thing is like, God, do what you need to do. And let me sit back and receive. Okay. Again, this is very difficult for me. You don't understand. Like, I'm like, no, I like to do, I'm a doer. So you're telling me not to do, I'm a planner, excuse me. And after reading her book and I'm just like, you know, again, walking around in circles, like the truth should disturb you. This is a line in Course in Miracles. They say the truth should set you free. No, it disturbs you first. If you're disturbed by something, that means it's the truth, you know? Mm, So I remember being disturbed by learning that I shouldn't be doing anything and I shouldn't be trying to manifest anything. Because remind you, remember, I told you I found my passion, but I was still planning how I was going to execute it. I was still planning what it was going to look like. And I'm like, I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to be like showing pictures of my home. I'm going to be making money, doing affiliate marketing. I was doing all this stuff. And my soul for months, I'm working on this blog for months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And still not bringing any money. My husband's like, okay, what, what? I, I'm glad you found your passion. Thank you. <laughs> Show me the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, it's coming God, because God told me, I feel it, you know? And God was like, yes, I'm, you're, you're almost there, but you're still not letting me take the lead. So I, I really had to take a step back and let the divine take the lead and just say, God, you know, take the lead on this. Mind you, this is after months of struggle and nothing. And it wasn't until um, I had did a friend's closet and she paid me to organize her closet and I posted it on Instagram and people were like, oh, how much do you charge? I'm like, how much do I charge? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is, what are my rates? I'm like, wait a minute, God. And I was supposed to be in people's houses and doing this? I know, yeah. it sounds crazy. Yeah. I'm like, God, again, God is like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Finally, this bitch got it. She just keep, <laughs> just stop, be still, sit your ass down and allow me to work for you. <laughs> Anyways, and that, and that was like in the end of, that was like, October 2019, and from there, God has shown me miraculous miracles. 
you know, and from being dead broke to my husband working, you know, 70 plus hours a week just for us to get by. This is not for excess, you know, and we weren't the type of people who like, you know, I never had, it wasn't like I had like expensive handbags and I was living beyond my means. That was never us, you know, even when we had money and we both had income, you know, incomes, that was never our vibe. You know, that has never been me, but, um, but going from that to now doing six figures in my business to my husband stays home with our kids, you know, wow, and just being provided for it being, I'm booked, you know, all the way out until December, you know what I mean? And, and I'm doing what I love so much, serving my clients so well, you know what I mean? If yeah. it fulfills my soul and I'm paid well to do what I love, you know, it, it's, it's literally when people say, what is the miracle? I said, this is the miracle. Yeah. You know? Well, I love the I love the connection that you make because I mean you could look at at what you do for for a living now what your business is helping people get organized helping people you know get everything kind of together physically in their life but what that mm-hmm. actually means both emotionally and mentally and for for their life in general it's not just about it might be you organizing their closet but there's so much more that goes into that. Like you said, you know, when you looked around at your own life and you saw how cluttered it was and you saw all that stuff and you're like, oh my God, that's actually like what's going on in my brain right now. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) I mean, there's such a, it's so much bigger than just let's, let's clean out your closet and get rid of the things you don't need. Like there's so much more to it. So much more to it. So much more to it. And and it's such a, the connection is, is, is tight and is deep. You know, I always say peace begins at home. You know, when a lot of times people are looking for peace, they're they're seeking outside, they're going to other places, they're traveling to, you know, India and, you know, going on these little retreats to Costa Rica. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. You know, but peace is at home. It begins at home, you know. And if you are surrounded with clutter and, you know, old things that harbor bad memories, you know, I call them also to like the negative energies. Like if, you know, I've had clients who my one of my clients had a divorce seven years prior, but was sleeping on the same mattress in bed with, Mm. you know, that her and her husband shared for almost 15 years. And she's looking for a new relationship. And she's like, well, everybody I bring in is like, they're like exactly like my ex-husband, the narcissist and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Hmm. I know why. Yeah. She's like, dude. She's been in therapy, you know, for years. What? What is it? Your bed. You're still holding on to this bed. You already said that as I'm going through your house, this was his. He bought this. You know, I'm like, cause you're you're attracting the same energy. I was like, you have to get rid of this bed and rid of this mattress. You know, like yeah. Get you have to start afresh. It doesn't have to be necessarily be new. You have to get new things, but it can't be this girl. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like you're sleeping in the same bed where you had, like you told me so many miserable nights. Yeah. You know, the connection is so strong between our things and our lives, you know? And a lot of times, you know, by the time people call me, they've, they've tried, you know, I I would say my clients are triers, you know, I don't, I don't work with 
you know, necessarily hoarders. Those are not, that's not something that I think that I'm qualified to do, you know, because I feel like that maybe a little more mental health. Yes. But there are people who definitely are holding on to things tightly and it's very difficult for them to let things go. Yeah. You know, and you say, well, how do I know if that's me? It's like you create elaborate stories to hold on to things that, you know, are not broken. So even my client with the bed, understanding that she needs to let it go, but she's like, well, this is solid wood. Like, you know, you're saying uh-huh. like, uh-huh. and you're like, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. And you know what I mean? It fits so well in here, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, you, like you said, you're looking for a new relationship and everybody you've been in relationships since your ex-husband has been exactly like your ex-husband. You know, if you bring them to this bed, you know, yeah. That's yeah. what you're going to get. We need to change the energy around in this room, you know, but, you know, it, but it's very hard for people to let things go. So I'm just really trying to allow them to see that what you're trying to call in is being blocked because of these things. Yeah. And that's why I call it making room for God. You have to get room for God to work, you know? So it's not necessarily, does it fit? They say, well, it fits, you know what I mean? But there's a lot of people that I know who have like broken dishes and Tupperware with no lids that they're trying to hold on to. And I'm like, yeah. you know, what is the purpose of this? Or they have multiple water bottles, multiple, yeah. so many water bottles. People have so many water bottles. I don't know why. But I'm, I'm thinking of my cupboard right now. Same think, thing. Yeah. <laughs> think, think, think of the water bottles and say, okay, are, are, are two of these safe serving the same purpose? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? And people say, well, oh, my, my mom gave me that. Yeah. It was free. You know, that's another one. Uh huh. It's a free gift with purchase or something. I'm not. I using might use it. it one day. <laughs> I might use it one day. You know, um, but a lot of it too. You have to start asking yourself, like, why do I feel the need to hold on to this? What yeah. am I holding on to? You know, and a lot of it's just safety. It feel it's it's a it's a false sense of safety, but it's safety and security. But I also try to get to the point, and this is what I do, um, and I've done so well with my clients, is when they tell me I'm looking for a new career, I'm looking for love, I need more money in my life, and I tell them, okay, your home is a contradiction of exactly what you're saying. Mm. You know what I mean? You're, you're mm. telling me that you're looking for love in your life, but that you're sleeping in a twin-size bed. You oh, know? yeah. Where is your man going to sleep, girl? You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, or you don't have a dining table or your dining table is covered with papers and stuff, but you said you love to cook. You know what I mean? I'm like, what you're saying that you want in your life can't even come because there's nowhere for it to go. There's nowhere for this man to go. You know, there's nowhere for, you know, you're again with a closet directly tied to your career. You know, you're saying that you want to be a yoga instructor or whatnot, but your closet is saying something different. So it's definitely trying to, you know, bring in what you're saying that you want. And we're just, all we're doing is either removing or we add sometimes, you know, uh-huh. what, what's your, what you really, what you're really after. And usually like, you know, the, the process is like therapy for them. Yeah. And I get so many texts from my clients later on to say either I, I've had clients who've got promotions and I mean promotions like $30,000 promotions mm. after they work with me. Um, clients who got uh, one of my clients who wanted to travel end up getting, had to travel to another country her company paid for, for two weeks. You know what I mean? She has to do uh-huh. some training out there, but then it was like four days of training and like seven days of 
do whatever you want, you know, yeah. fully paid for. Um, clients who started new jobs. I have my most recent client, like bought a new house. And, and that's another thing too. People, a lot of my clients are like, I want to move. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. know. But I, so I want to invest any time and money into this space because I'm moving. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like that's <laughs> when you declutter before you move. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's when we're really going to go deeper. You know, when I know that you're moving. But one of my clients who I just, we just decluttered, her home and a buying a home. And she, this is something that she thought she couldn't do as a single woman. Mm-hmm. You know, her whole thought was, I'm going to wait till I got married to buy a home. Yes. You know, she, she had the finances to buy the home. And I kept saying, well, why are you waiting? She's like, well, I just feel like it's something that a husband and wife could do together. So again, ripping down what society thinks that we should do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But by decluttering her home, she got a lot of clarity to say, you know what? F that. Like, I'm about to buy me a condo, you know, on my own. Yeah. You know, I'm not waiting for no man, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes. But (laughs) but decluttering allows you to get clarity. It brings in the clarity. So your decision-making becomes lighter and easier and more intentional, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, what I, one of the things that I really like about what you said, and I really appreciate that you, that you brought this up and, and are, you know, talking about this is, cause it is obviously such a, a big part of your journey, but this idea of manifestation and being positive and just thinking positive thoughts. And those are two, those are two categories right now that I feel are so huge and, uh, are being talked about so much and yes, they may work for some people, but they don't work for everyone and i i i cringe sometimes when i hear, hear the word manifestation because yes i know for some people it works but i also know for some people when it doesn't work for you it makes you feel like you're failing in some way because you didn't just manifest whatever it is that you need in your life so i really appreciate how your journey took you to this realization that you know what my path is is going to have to be different this just doesn't work for me in this traditional way that people are talking about it No, absolutely. You said that so well that, you know, when we get stuck in the manifestation things and I know like, and trust me, I've paid for manifestation courses. Like this wasn't, you know, Oh yeah. and, um, and, and did everything, read all the books, set the tone, did the morning affirmations, like I said, on my mirrors, all around my house. And I never manifested a single thing. It wasn't until you know, I let God take the lead in my life. And I said, guess what, God decide for me. Yeah. You decide for me. And, and once I did that in full trust, now this is very hard for someone like you and I, who are planners. Oh yeah. Who have always planned and, and did. Yep. You know, it's very difficult. So for me to say divine, take the lead, God, take the lead, you know what I mean? Universe, take the lead. It's not easy. So this was months of, you know, me trying, trying. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't know. So I need to go make some money over here real quick. Cause I'm scared, you know? Oh yeah. Versus just sitting and being like, I know all will come to me and I don't know what it is. So this is what it looks like. And this is going to be scary. This is so scary. Okay. I'm about to be just straight up real. I don't have a budget anymore. 
Uh-huh. Okay, I used to be expense sheets. You know what I mean? Monthly oh, yeah. budget. How much is our rent? How much is our car note? How much is our insurance? I used to have all that detailed. Okay, at the ba- at the bottom, I need to make six thousand eight hundred dollars this month. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, this is how much we're spending on groceries. This is how much we're doing this. Guess what? I don't even do that anymore, and I haven't done it for two years. Wow. Okay. It's, I'm telling you, this is the, this is the flow now. Okay. 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 Um, I, I took the whole month of July off cause I felt it. <laughs> oh yeah. Mind you, cool. I'm, I'm the sole income provider for my family uh-huh. and I decided to take the month of July off and I took my whole family to Costa Rica for eight days, including all three kids. Amazing. So, but I didn't plan this trip, you know? Um, my best friend was like, let's go to Costa Rica. And I said, okay. She's like, I'll do everything. And then I'll let you know how much it costs. Now I didn't run a budget. Now this is not, trust me. Like I said, my husband and I, we've always been believing on a financial responsible. Mm -hmm. So for everyone is different, but for people who are obsessed with planning and it hasn't worked out, this is for the people who are, who tries to do the manifesting and did all the stuff, people who are obsessed with planning and budget. Who are there's some people who need a budget. Yes. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like they never had one before. They ne- they don't know what they're spending and going in. That's different. But for the people who have already been the budget person who already had who's like the planner, things figured out in their life. And and if if you feel like your life is not working, I'm gonna ask you to take a back a back seat, you know, and yeah. not figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. scary. Yeah. But that's how I live my life now in full trust. So the money for Costa Rica literally just showed up. I didn't know how much I needed for Costa Rica and how much it costs to take a whole family there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it showed up, you know, the same thing with I'm having this big brand shoot coming up this weekend and it was a little pricier than I thought it was going to be, you know, uh-huh, I was like, huh. <laughs> okay, but you know, I'm like, okay, but God was telling me this is the right direction for you. This is where I want you to be. You know, mm. things are lining up, you know, and the money for that just showed up like that. I said, oh, thank you, God. You know yeah. what I mean? It's literally yeah. like that because when I'm not making plans, so before what I would have done, say I have a brand shoot, it's going to cost $4,000. What I would have done. How many hours does Jamila have to work to make $4,000? Mm. How many hours do I need to work to pay my bills? You know what I mean? Yep. So I would have been going with that mindset. That was the old way. You know what I mean? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to do X, Y, Z. I need to book, you know, at least four more clients this month, you know, and I need to work on a Sunday. Yeah. That, that would have been the energy before versus saying, you know, God, I feel that you've put these people in place for a reason. And if this is your will, make it so. If it is not, it won't happen. And that's okay too. Yeah. And to say that's okay too is another thing. It's very difficult to do in the beginning. But once you start, God starts, once the little starts coming, then you trust more and more and more, Mm. you know? So the manifestation only caused when I used to try to mani- manifest it, it only caused me more strange struggle. And like totally. you said, failures, it caused me so much anxiety because if I would have a negative thought, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, that canceled my manifestation. You know? uh-huh. I just and ruined I, it. And then I, 
I ruined it. And I so I always blame my husband. You're the reason why the money's not coming because I said I needed $2,600 by the end of this week. And I've been like visualizing it coming. And I would spend hours visualizing a check okay. for $2,600 to come to me. You know what I mean? And I'm like visualizing, visualizing. And then my husband, I'm like, it was your fault. You blocked it. <laughs> I used to really do that to him. He's like, I didn't even do anything. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why. Because you weren't thinking positive. So it only caused more strain and stress. But that doesn't work for everybody. You know, especially if you're already like an older soul, it doesn't work. So in The Course in Miracles, it says you need not do anything. And I remember reading that line saying, are you serious, God? Do you not know me? Yeah. Yeah. Do you not know how you created me? I am a doer. And I'd be like, <laughs> I used to always say, I'm a doer, not a talker. That used to be my my thing. Like, ooh, okay. I'm so cool. Better than you. <laughs> you know, I'm a doer. No, but it doesn't work like that. So for some of us, we need to take a back seat in our own life and make no decisions at all. Yeah. None. It's, you know, when I... I- I appreciate the whole, like for some of us, you know, there are so many people out there who want to tell you, this is the way I did it this way. I had success. So let me teach you exactly how I did it in order for you to get here. You know, and even Mm -hmm. when you speak about God, that concept can be different for everybody, whether it's the universe, whether it's just an idea of spirituality, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be religious and subscribe to, you know, God is making all the decisions, but you know, because it, it, it's different for everybody. We all have different ways that we respond and uh, things that speak to us and help guide us. Uh, it doesn't have to be the same. No, not at all. And I think sometimes God gets, in, in, even though my ta- tagline for my company is room for God, they're like, what? You know, and I say, I'm not a religious person at all. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I'm like, no, like, devil's like my buddy like what like no but but no it has nothing to do with religion it's just about understanding that there's a higher force at work yeah whatever you want to call that force is up to you you can call him swords you can call him the Tao. you can call him god jesus i mean it it, like it doesn't have an ego (laughs) you Uh know uh so it really doesn't care you know, but the acknowledgement and the awareness of that of of that source or that higher, you know, call. There's other energies at work that must be acknowledged. That has nothing to do with what what our little selves down here are trying to do. So that's why you can call mm-hmm. it your higher self as well. People say that if that's more comfortable mm-hmm. to you. But don't don't get don't get too caught up on on the God part. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. it has. N- zero to do with religion and everything to do with what your your inner self is telling you and you can say like how do i know this is that i am on the right path or this this energy is speaking to me and people say i have a gut feeling and i would say like what i understand now if it's too much strain and stress that's where i am now because remember, my whole life was strain and stress. Oh yeah, and sh- and struggle. If it's feeling like a struggle, then I might. Hmm, it's not for me. And this yeah. client is not for me. The situation yeah. is not for me. You know what I mean? Like it's too much of a strain. And, and I had this experience recently, and I was trying to get a favor from someone, uh-huh. <laughs> and I felt like I was begging for this favor. Yeah. You know, and that felt limiting to me. Like, 
Do mm. I need to beg for anything anymore? Mm. I mean, no offense. I'm like, yeah. do I need to beg? And that's what I was doing. I was, and I was compromising some things like my pricing to like, kind of let's do a deal where uh-huh. I give you this, you give me that, you know? And I just felt like, mm, it's not, it's, I don't like the begging. I don't like that energy of begging. Yeah. So that's how, you know, like, this is not for me. And then eventually I learned the hard way that it wasn't. The deal did not go. I didn't get as much benefit yeah. as I thought I was. So versus trusting under, so moving forward, I'm like, oh, okay. So this is, all these are lessons. And this just happened a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, oh, okay. So I was begging. I didn't understand. I was begging. And that's not the energy. That's not where God wants me. Yeah. You know, God wants me to have ease. You know what I mean? God yeah. wants, I, I picked this opportunity. Here I go again, planning. I picked this opportunity because I thought, remember, I thought it was aligned with what I want. Yeah. But it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So since it didn't work out, I'm like, oh, and then when God brought the right opportunity, I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense. Oh, you smart, God. Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is way easier than what I was trying to do. I'm like, oh, like, I would have had to bring, like, a construction team in here. This is, like, already done. I'm like, okay, I got it, God. So I'm like, okay, that's another lesson for me. Like, even in those things that I think, sometimes I think I'm so good and I'm so right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but sometimes... You know, but we're forcing that. So this was a situation. So that's how you know. If you feel like you're in a situation where it's a struggle, it's a strain, you have to compromise anything. And I mean anything. Uh-huh. That's not the path that you should be on. You know? Yeah. You say, Well, how do I know it's the path? And this is how you know. You feel yeah. joy when you're doing it. That's it's so feel, good. It's so simple, but mm-hmm. that's that's so good. That's it. You feel joy. You know, time, time eludes you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're satisfied when you drive home. You're tired at the end of the day, but it's like a good tired, not, yeah. not a fatigue. Yeah. Just more of a, I always call it like a, a good depletion, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. like it, like uh, maybe your cell phone battery died, but you just need a nap, charge it up, you uh-huh. know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and so that's the difference. Because there's so many people who are walking around tired, you know, yeah. and I have three kids. Okay. Uh-huh. Like and they little, I have a baby, I have a nine month old baby who don't sleep yeah. in his own bed Help me, Lord. <laughs> anyways. But you know, and people are like, how do you have, I don't drink coffee. You know what I mean? They're like, uh-huh. how do you have so much energy? I was like, cause I'm inspired. Yeah. You know, the, the, the opposite of fatigue is inspiration. So even when I am, oh, I'm tired, you know, I'm kind of getting out the bed, you know, the baby was up all night. And I'm like, you know, when I get to my client's house, I'm like, oh, I'm inspired to be yeah. here. I can go and go and go, you know. Um, but that's how you know when you're on the right path. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and it's really that simple. And I think it's 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 going to be for people who are like me and you, who are the doers and, you know, have always done to always, I would say, the people who are like, I need to make shit happen. I oh, make yeah. it happen. Oh, yeah. If that I don't, me. no I'm one so, will. I have to. Yeah, I have to get up. No, God is like, rest, girl. Sit yeah. down. Be, I would say, be, I'm wooed now. I'm taken care of. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. I'm loved upon. 
You know, I, I'm yeah. weak. You know, I always say like this, like the strong black woman. I'm like, no, I'm weak and independent. I'm, I'm dependent. I feel uh-huh, like, you uh-huh. know, I am not independent. Okay. I'm no longer, I used to be like, I'm an independent woman. No, not me anymore. I'm like, girl, <laughs> I depend. I depend. I'm weak. I'm fragile. I'm good. I'm laying down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. that's what, and, and that's how, you know, so I really, really, I hope this resonates with somebody because if somebody understands this and, and knows like, okay, there is another way. Um, and like I said, it takes some time. I'm still learning this, you know, of to, course. to, to be in that flow and to receive, you know, um, and, and like, and of course the miracle says like, when these miracles start happening, you should never be in awe, just in gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, it's just pure gratitude. So when things happen for me and they show up when I get a client, you know, cause remember, I don't have any, I don't even have a website. I don't even have business cards. Wow. (laughs) And I'm like, like I said, I'm fully booked until December. Wow. So it's like, it's, uh, it's not me at work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not me. Uh, This conversation, Jamila has been so good. I know for myself personally to hear, but I know it has resonated with others who are listening. And I I just, I, I'm so grateful for you sharing your experiences and what you have been through. And uh, yeah, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you so much, Laura. This was amazing. I really, really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak to, you know, your listeners today. Yeah. Well, I can't let you go before uh, I I ask you to let people know how they can connect with you, uh, how they can potentially even work with you, because I know there are people out here who are like, I need more of this. (laughs) Yes. Well, I I would say go to, I have a free guide. It's called Decluttering for Abundance. Um, It's really just four areas in your home that you can do right now that's very simple that you can declutter right now and start receiving the abundance that you deserve and abundance just doesn't mean money. You know, yeah. it means the purpose that you want, you know, it means the time and energy that you want. And I've already heard, like literally I get an email almost a day saying, Oh my gosh, I did just one of the things you did and somebody paid for my coffee today, you know? And I'm like, Oh, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. So um, decluttering I'm also on Instagram, just my name, Jamila Lang. I would love if you follow me there. Um, I'm always trying to keep you inspired visually and spiritually. So, um, I would love to find you there and just send me a message and let me know where, um, that you heard this episode. So that'd be awesome. Amazing. And I'll put all of these links in the show notes so you can easily find Jamila. And uh, again, just thank you so much. Thank you for this uh, little example and lesson and understanding in just kind of letting go of certain things that that we just cling to so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Laura. 